When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. June 10th? Nothing to talk about, right? Wrong. It's been a busy week here on the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Going to be a busier weekend, I think. We talked to the Penn State coaches. Now we're talking to Ryan Snyder, recruiting insider, about what the Penn State coaches are going to be up to this weekend. And it's a big one with a bunch of stuff going on. So, Ryan, have you caffeinated up? Are you prepared for what's coming? Always, my friend. (laughs) Always. Sadly. Sally, I'm a little addicted to those things. But uh, yeah, big weekend coming up, man. Seven on seven today. Uh, about, I'd say, two dozen or so uh, Division One prospects. Out of that group, I don't know. I'd say maybe six, seven, eight of them are, are probably Penn State kind of caliber players. And then, of course, we got a big uh, official visit weekend and then, then another prospect camped on Sunday. So uh, every day we'll have a little bit of a uh, little, little something different to talk about. Uh, throughout the weekend and you know of course we'll get a lot of good uh, official visit reactions on sunday and who knows maybe even a commitment or two yeah so if you're watching this on saturday uh then you're you're used to being a bit day of the day behind when we're talking about things but if you're watching this on friday when it comes out we were recording before the seven on seven so that ryan can get off and get into all the things he has to do so bluewhiteillustrated.com for an update on all of those things we're giving you a preview of all of it then you can go read the recap and and the nuggets over at the Blue White Illustrated uh, Lions Den message forum to get that stuff. Sign up for just one dollar and get access to all the premium content and the inside premium message board. So you'll get all the information first from Ryan and all of those places. Uh, are you are are you ready to go? Do you want to jump into the seven on seven? Of course, man. Yeah, I mean, there's no re- no reason to beat around the bush today. I mean, yeah. I'll. I'll just kind of get right into it. I mean, we, we're expecting about five, six quality programs, maybe a couple more, uh, to, be, to be honest, but programs that have, you know, quite a few Division One prospects. And when I look down the list, I see Gonzaga, uh, which is in Washington, D.C., their based area, uh, Canarsie, which is a New York City program, uh, Exeter Township, of course, uh, has Joey Schlaffer on it and a few other quality guys, uh, Quincy Orchard then uh, in Maryland, and then there's a few others like Harrisburg. Uh, Mount Lebanon, of course, defending 6A state champs in, in Pennsylvania. State College has a few guys, and uh, there will be one or two seven-on-seven teams here um, as well. Uh, but just to kind of run through some of the top players that we're expecting, of course, Evan Link is the is the top guy at Gonzaga. Uh, I don't believe he's going to participate in the, in the tournament today, but I'll, I'll give you a better answer there in a, in a couple hours. Uh, but he's, of course, coming up for an official visit this weekend. We'll get into Evan here in a little bit later. Uh, at Can- uh, and one other guy at Gonzaga is D.D. Holmes. He's a quality uh, 2024 defensive defensive lineman who does hold a Penn State offer, Florida State, Michigan, USC, or a couple others. Uh, over at Canarsie, man, they, they've got, I don't know, half a dozen or so guys that will play Division One. Uh, whether they'll end up at a school like Penn State, only time will tell. Uh, Tavon Nelson, Dylan Fontis are two quality 2023 guys. Uh, Nelson does hold an offer from Penn State. 
Uh, let's. I'll, I'll be curious to you know watch Terry Smith and Anthony Poindexter and how much they're watching him today. Uh, but there's a few young guys too. Uh, Shamir Fredericks is is a is a young athlete that uh, I'll be curious to keep an eye on. He does hold a Penn State offer. They offered just a few weeks ago. Uh, Michigan State, Notre Dame, West Virginia, a couple other schools there. And then 2025 athlete Amani Cabrera has a has a handful of offers. I think he'll be a player we're talking about down the road. Uh, Joey Schlaffer, as I mentioned, of course, at Exeter Township. And they have uh, Anthony Cachese, I believe it is. Sorry, Anthony, if I butchered that. But uh, he's up to about 20, uh, 20 offers now. A lot of them are mm-hmm. FCS level. Uh, but I, I expect Troutwine to keep an eye on him. And uh, I don't know if he'd be a walk-on guy because he has a lot of quality offers. Uh, but yeah. I, I see him playing low power five, high FCS kind of – or uh, low – uh, FBS, excuse me, uh, how high FCS uh, for, for Anthony there. And then just one other school I'll mention quick, of course, is, is Quincy Orchard. Uh, Jalen Harvey is already looking like he's going to be one of the top prospects in the region uh, for 2024. Uh, we have him as a four-star player right now, number 218 in the on-3 consensus. Uh, Penn State has already offered Harvey, Duke, Maryland, West Virginia, Vatech, or a few other schools. Uh, 6'2", 235 right now, edge rusher. And uh, this will be our first time getting a look at him today. So I will uh, be curious and, and anxious to, to see what he looks like. But uh, those are a few of the cop guys. You know, there, there's some others, um, you know, on different teams that, that stand out and will play Division One. Uh, and then one other guy I, I do want to mention quick, uh, this PA Chain Movers team, up-and-coming seven-on-seven team from Central uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, they're bringing up that Messiah Mickens, uh, who's only 2025, right? He hasn't mm-hmm. even played high school football yet, uh, but he's the the young man who earned an offer from Texas A&M not too long ago. So uh, this is my first time checking good. out him. Yeah, being an eighth grader earning an offer from Texas <laughs> A&M, like I didn't see that one coming. I didn't even know. You know, I, I know Harrisburg pretty well. I, I'm I'm in the area. I, I know a lot of coaches there, and um, I didn't know about Messiah until I saw that uh, story pop up one day. So lo- looking forward to seeing Messiah in action this afternoon. So I want to ask two questions quickly about seven on seven tournaments, because I want to make sure we're, we're keeping all the people who are rabid about recruiting in the loop, but also people who may be new to recruiting uh, and, and the whole process. So with seven on seven tournaments, you have high school teams and then you have seven on seven teams that are created out of players from either region or uh, mm-hmm. something, some other way that they recruit, right? So there's two kind yeah. of different ways you can go about seven-on-seven. Seven. So I guess my first question is, when it comes to this, um, is this also a way to not just get evaluations of players, but also uh, get to know a coaching staff or get a closer yes. relationship between the staff and Penn State? Yeah, there, we'll put this way. There's 28 teams competing today. 26 of them are actual high schools. And I and it's always been that way for the Penn State tournament. Uh, and, you know, I think that's a – and if you look at some of these schools, like there, a bunch of them are schools Penn State's recruited with over the years and, um, you know, ha- has good relationships with. So it's it's definitely a way to, you know, build good bonds with high school coaches and, uh, you know, whether you got Penn State players or not, you know, bring their players up here, uh, you know, Given an give an opportunity to be you know scouted by Penn State coaches and, and even other coaches too like for example Ricky Ronnie and his staff came to last year's seven on seven tournament so I'll be curious to see if there's uh, you know some other schools up here this weekend but uh, yeah I mean that's it's mainly Penn State's way of you know being able to to watch some Division one prospects that they're after and then also you know building good relationships with uh, high school coaches across the region but that we like I said we we will see two. Um, you know, I don't want to call them all-star teams, but you know, they're, right. they're seven on seven teams that are lab created. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. they're, 
it's it's not as big in Pennsylvania as it is in some other states. Now, don't get me wrong. There's you know two tents out in Pittsburgh who uh, you know team evolve, I guess you'd say. Uh, they're 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 a big time seven on seven team. Um, mm-hmm. You know there there aren't too many, and there are some others. But you know if you go to some others like down south and even in Maryland and you know some other places, uh, you you see those seven on seven all star teams a little bit more. Yeah. So getting a. a- I wouldn't say a foot in the door, but continuing good relationships with regional schools, mm-hmm. a huge part of seven-on-seven seven tournaments. Just uh, Quincy Orchard, uh, that's where Damian Robinson, I believe, went to high school. So yeah. keeping that keeping that sort of relationship up, letting players know that Penn State is a place you can go, obviously a huge part of this weekend. And to that effect, official visit weekend. I don't want to go through in detail all the guys. I want to pick out a couple that are important. But if you want to, mm-hmm. re- if you want to recap the, the players that are coming for Penn State's bi- first big official visit weekend, something you've had mm-hmm. circled on the calendar for a while now. Yeah, so we're going to see nine guys this weekend, uh, one of whom is Marcus Stokes. Of course, he's already committed the quarterback. He was just up here last weekend for whiteout, and he will take his official visit this weekend. And right now he's the only committed guy um, you know, that I expect to be up here this weekend. Uh, but we, there's eight others who are all uncommitted right now. We'll start with Tyreek Blanding, uh, three-star uh, defensive lineman from Christ the King Regional. Uh, we have him right now at number 552 nationally. Uh, he's a top prospect in New York, uh, according to the on three consensus quality player. What we can, we can hit back. I'm going to introduce these guys and then we, yeah. we can talk about them here in a second. Uh, Musa Kane from Blair Academy. I think Penn state fans should be familiar with him by now. He's been up here a couple times. Another three-star prospect. Uh, he's from New York city, uh, six, one, one And like I said, he plays at Blair Academy in New Jersey. Yazid Haynes. Uh, if you, if you've been watching us the last week, the name should be familiar. Yazid came up here and crushed it last week at the whiteout camp. Uh, from North Penn. He's originally from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Uh, last year, he was playing for Newman Garetti and his family moved to Lansdale. And uh, now he's going to play for North Penn this upcoming season. Uh, so looking forward to, to seeing how that relationship progresses. Evan Link, as I already hit on, of course, from Gonzaga, will be taking his official visit. I have him as probably Penn State's most important offensive tackle right now when it comes to being a quality guy. Uh, but also, you know, someone they, they can realistically, I think, get. Uh, Corey Lucius is the linebacker from Tampa Catholic that I've talked about a lot in recent weeks. Of course, you know, every I think everybody's pretty familiar with Tamir Robinson, Tony Rojas. But uh, Lucius is a player who's been steadily, I don't even know if I want to say rising on the board, but just Penn State's interest in him has become more and more apparent in, in recent weeks. And I do think he's a player who could realistically end up here. And then just a couple more, Dakari Nelson, uh, safety out of Alabama, uh, Penn State's been on him for a long time. He's the one who drove, I think it was like, I don't know, 11 hours uh, one way to, to watch Penn State play Rutgers and then, you know, 11 hours back with with family. So uh, that's a hell of a commitment there. Trayon Webb is the, is the running back from Tristan, uh, Tristan Christian Academy, or excuse me, Trinity Christian Academy in Jacksonville, Florida. Of course, that's the same school as Cam Miller. He's a four-star prospect in the on three consensus and one of two uh, quality running backs at Penn State's after the other being London Montgomery, of course. And the last guy I got to mention is Elliot Washington, uh, cornerback from Venice, uh, Florida. He's currently committed to Alabama, so that should grab some fans' attention. Yeah. And uh, Terry Smith's been building a good relationship with him for a little while now. So those are the eight uncommitted guys who will be here this weekend. I, you know, I don't think there's been any late additions, but I will check on that later today. So if you want to check out the full breakdown and everything Ryan had to say about all of nine of those guys, BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Yeah, 
Eight uncommitted, nine yeah. including Marcus Stokes. So I broke down yeah. the eight uncommitted guys. There's there's not a whole lot to talk about with Stokes. Uh, yeah. If I am talking about Stokes, that means something has gone wrong <laughs> and he's committing. And uh, Penn State fans don't want to read that anyway. Yeah. So uh, check that out, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Uh, a great article this week. He, he got put in a lot of detail, a lot of time into it. I just am going to pick out some guys that interest me that maybe we haven't heard as much about or uh, we've talked about previously, and there's some stuff to update. And I want to start with Tyreek Blanding because that mm-hmm. defensive line situation is constantly evolving i think or or is is continuing to be defined as we go throughout uh the summer so where does he fit into that conversation with this official visit and how penn state sees that i guess the trajectory of the other players of that position well i think i think this weekend's going to tell us a lot with that if i'm being honest uh he was here previously he came in march for an unofficial visit uh right now he has two official visits set one to michigan one to penn state and i expect him to go to michigan next weekend uh, yeah you know of course we have guys like uh, jason moore who was just here and Derek leblanc uh will norman justin benton you know we've been we've been talking about those guys for a long time where tyreek ranks in that I, I i still am trying to get a better feel for that uh, if, if i'm being honest but this weekend like i said will tell us a lot uh, we know he's going like i said no he's going to michigan he has visited oregon in the past west virginia is a school that he he's mentioned he wants to potentially visit but there's no other official visit set for the summer except for penn state and michigan so you have mm-hmm. to think that those are those are the two schools here at the moment and and really one thing like i, I wrote in my notes yesterday is is the timeline because he's he's doesn't seem like he's in any sort of rush, but he's also, I wouldn't put him in that Derek LeBlanc, Jason Moore category where you can take all the time you want and all these schools will wait for you. So that'll be, I I would expect Penn State and Michigan to both make it clear to him that, hey, you can take your time, uh, but there's other guys out there and and if you wait too long, it it could hurt you. So just getting the feedback on where he stands after this visit in Michigan, that'll be a big part of it. And then also trying to figure out where he ranks on Penn State's board. Uh, And if I mean, I'd be I'd be a little surprised if he committed this weekend just because you have Derek LeBlanc and some other guys coming up the following weekend. But at the same time, I'm I just I don't have a great feel for where exactly he ranks. So you never know what'll right. happen. Um I know we gotta get out in a certain amount of time, but my curiosity gets the better of me all the time. And you say interesting things and I want to follow up. So uh Michigan, Penn State, and Oregon, three quality schools for blanding, uh three star prospect. I think fans, when you get into that three star range, you wonder Three-star with upside, uh, you know, a, a good player that doesn't have maybe some of the, the physical skills of, of high four-stars or even four-star players. So I guess the question to me is not about blanding skills, but necessarily where does Oregon fit now in the pantheon of quality destinations for a team? I understand it's a Power 5 program, um, well, but there's I, there seems to be a lot of transition there with Mario Cristobal leaving and where they fit, I guess. So, so I, when you read that, what's your take on, on, on that particular topic? Well, Oregon's always had uh, flashy uniforms and fun things about them, and they've yeah. been consistent. So, so you get that attention naturally because of some of those qualities that will never change. The, the real to, – to answer that, though, it's, it's really – you can't really answer it right now because they have Dan Lanning as their staff, and yeah. they, they got to see how they produce on the field. If they take a drastic step back, then, yeah, it's, it's going to hurt them. But if they, if they continue at that pace and can win a Pac-12 championship, Dan Lanning's a, an excellent coach. Look at what he did in Georgia last year. I, I would expect them to consistently you know, keep putting together – top 12 classes. I think, I think Oregon's been a little bit better than that uh, in, in recent years, putting together top 10 classes, but uh, only time's really going to tell there, man. You, yeah. you just kind of have to see how, how they produce on the field this year. 
Yeah, it just because I think a lot of fans, when you get into some of these players that you haven't heard about yet, you take a look at the recruiting list and to see, okay, what schools are interested in this player gives you at least one maybe North star as to yeah. how good of a football player is he? And is this, wh where does this fit? And that's really the reason I wanted to get your thought on, on that as a barometer when you're looking mm -hmm. at a football player, if you aren't watching film and you're not all the way in on some of this stuff. One thing I'll just say is like fans always talk about how offers, like I don't care about the star rating. I want to look at the offers. Well, Offers don't mean jack anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Penn, you know, Penn, I, I'm not going to say names, but like Penn State just kind of handed out two offers recently to to players, and all they were were camp invites, mm -hmm. and and that happens all across the country now. So, and I'm not saying that's the case with Blanding. And this is just like a general topic of, yeah, yeah you can look at a player's offer list. Uh, but it really doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, Penn State's going to hand out 300 offers in the class of 2023. They're doing that just to spark interest on guys. And if they can get a dozen, 20 visits out of guys who probably wouldn't have visited if they didn't get an offer, well, it was all worth it then. But the, the thing that, you know, kid will tweet out, oh, I got an offer from X school. But what he doesn't tweet out is that the, the school also said, you got to camp. And oh, by the way, your 2.7 GPA has to get up a little bit more. And just like yeah. stupid things like that, right? You know, there's never a disclaimer on, on what the offer really is. So I just, I always stress that to fans that, you know, offers 10 years ago, I, I put more stock into it. Five yeah. years ago, I put more stock into it. It just it's steadily declining on on the stock you want to put into offers, and 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 that's to be clear, that's not just a Penn State thing. That's an everybody thing, right? That's oh, yeah, kind of absolutely. been the, the trend of if you don't give a kid an offer, then you don't have necessarily um, right. You're not building that relationship. So as as with everything else, when you when you sign up for something, you buy something, terms and conditions apply. Exactly. And, I mean, I will say though that Penn State is one of the most aggressive with that. I mean, if you look at just the offers, they in the last four or five years, especially like going back to before COVID and then after COVID, their offers are just steadily increasing every year. And it's it's very simple reason. They they don't see a negative from it. You know, schools will obviously negatively recruit that and just say, yeah. hey, they're offering everybody. You're not that important to them because they're, you know, look at this. They got 40 offers out at linebacker. But yeah. they don't see enough of a pushback from that to make it a negative. And then again, if, if you get, 12 guys, 15 guys from different parts of the country that probably wouldn't have been here if you didn't give them a verbal offer. Well, the 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 good outweighs the bad. Yeah, it's an interesting evolution and one that I think needs to be addressed because there has been a bit of uh, a change there and, and something mm -hmm. that I think fans who have been following us for a while probably need to update their internal catalog of how things work. So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, I want to move on. A couple guys we're going to skip here on, on, on the rundown, but we do have to hit Evan Link. I know we've talked a lot about Evan Link. A lot, a lot, mm -hmm. a lot. But this is the rubber meets the road moment for the official visit. So what fans want to know here is, do you see a commitment coming after this weekend, or is his timeline going to take him to other schools no. for sure? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be shocked if he doesn't go to Michigan next weekend. And the the answer we're trying to figure out is, is, is he going to go to Stanford? Uh, there, there's been talk about Boston College, too. We'll see. Uh, I, I just feel everybody says to me that Stanford is the school to watch for because of the academics. And I also, when I say that, I also am hesitant to say that Michigan's not a player here because, look, if, you, if you're trying to weigh – good football with good academics, okay? And you have Stanford on this side who's awesome in academics, and you have Penn State here who's better at football. Well, Michigan kind of fits in the middle there, okay? Right. Because they're, they're a little bit better at Penn State at academics. And, yeah, I mean, obviously they had a better year than Penn State last year, but for the most part I think those programs are pretty comparable yeah. over the last couple of years. So that's why I definitely do not want to – uh, underestimate the the power that Michigan can have there. I don't believe he's visited Michigan, although I may be wrong with that. He's gone quiet here in recent months, but I think this is going to be his first trip to Michigan. Of course, he's been to Penn State more than any other school, but Penn State, I mean, I, I've had Penn State as the favorite here for a while, but I, I just, man, it, I continuously hear a lot of talk about Stanford. He did go out to Palo Alto. Palo Alto is absolutely beautiful. And from an academic perspective, it's, it's on a different level. So that's yeah. That's, I think, what's going to weigh, what's going to determine this recruitment is how much does Evan care about academics compared to playing elite level football? And that's an answer that only time is going to tell. And we really probably won't know until he announces his decision. And then, of course, we'll talk to him after it. So another guy I want to highlight only because I, I'm just a fan of his film and I haven't dug into full games yet, but Dakari Nelson coming this weekend. Uh, he's mm -hmm. a guy that uh, we've talked about quite a bit. Uh, considering the drive that he's made and the number of times he's come up, um, is this a guy? I'm fishing for fans here. Is this a guy that could commit after this weekend? Maybe. I, so a lot of talk is that the car is going to go to the distance. You know, I, I talked okay. to Auburn guys yesterday, and I talked to Clemson guys yesterday, and both of them felt that their sources have indicated to them that he's going to take his time. With that said, I, I also, when I talk to Penn State people, they feel very good about the relationship they've built, especially with Dakari. Uh, this has been a consistent relationship. Like I said, I mean, he came back here in November, made a crazy drive to see a game here. So that's that's dedication within itself. And, and that relationship has only grown and expanded since then. He doesn't have any other official visits set. When I talk to Clemson people, they, they indicate that if he takes an official to Clemson, it would likely come during the season. That makes me think that if something's going to happen this summer, it would, Auburn would probably be the, the bigger threat there. But the fact that neither of those schools, who are definitely interested in Dakari, yeah. uh, are pushing for official visits at the moment, it makes me think that he's kind of made it clear to them that, uh, one, maybe he's leaning to Penn State, but I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Or two, he's going to just take his time and those schools want to host them later in the year. Uh, when he's closer to making a decision. So we'll see. Uh, but I, I will say the more I talk to people about the Kari, the more I get the impression that Penn State very well could be the team to beat there. Uh, but it's just it's just hard to – like I, when I put in a pick or something like that, I have – I feel like I have the, the a better picture than most. Although my picks lately have been terrible, so I I, I should. <laughs> I don't blame you that. for that. There's been Owens some <laughs> Pachotti. I mean, a lot of them were. You know, Pachotti was before Brent Pry. You know, yeah. Roddy Gallagher. I, I didn't see all that nil stuff coming, so that I'll yeah. I'll pat myself on the back. But I, my picks have been terrible lately, so I'll shut up now. But. <laughs> Anyway, there's been some squirrely stuff. You did say, you did say yeah. there's going to be some squirrely stuff this year. And, and I think we're yeah. all going for the ride with you in that of, I agree. Like, so we both talked to Mason Robinson. I thought he was a lock the way he talked about Penn State. Yeah. Rodney Gallagher, I was less certain because at the end of our conversation, his eyes lit up when, it, when we talked about NIL. But as mm -hmm. you said, and as I talked to him, 
That was a dude that loved Penn State. He could not stop talking about how much he enjoyed the staff, the fit, all those things. And then stuff happens. And and it's just it's yeah. an interesting ecosystem that uh, I didn't see either of those things coming. Um, but the, yeah. the one thing about Mason, now, one thing I just real, I'm sorry to cut you off, Frank. One thing I say with Mason is one thing I didn't realize is how important academics were to him. And yeah. I knew, you know, he said all the right things and all that. But, you know, to pick to pick Northwestern, uh, primarily because of what they offer academically, which is something I didn't see coming. And hey, all the credit to him, right? I mean, it, yeah. he's going to get a hell of an education and uh, he, he should go there and contribute pretty quickly. Uh, so you know, I wish Mason all the best. I, I really like the kid, I like his family a lot, but that was one thing I certainly did not see coming. Yeah. Uh, so the, the reason I wanted to bring up Dakari Nelson too, and this is going to a quick preview of my mock class, which is coming up. The defensive side is coming up on Saturday. Uh, and I, of course, I had a malfunction here with the video. Uh, I wanted to show you the video of Dakari Nelson because this is an example of the future of Penn State's striker position under Manny Diaz, in my opinion. Six foot three, mm -hmm. 195 pounds. He has co he plays corner right now in, at his school, but he is huge. He is way too big to play corner going forward. So then that becomes, is he a boundary safety or is he going to be that guy that can do a little bit of everything? He plays in the slot in high school. He He's going to be able to hit. He's going to be able to tackle. These are the guys you're looking for when you want to have that perfect blend of safety, linebacker, and they're not the linebacker. So I, I think that's a very interesting position. I think they need him. I, I really think that this is a need for this class. Another guy I'm identifying with, if you can get two guys, and I'll save the rest for yesterday, or for tomorrow, two guys at that position, I think you've hit a home run on defense. And uh, you can check that out, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Offense going up today. It'll be out by the time this is out, so you can check that out. And then defense coming up tomorrow. And a shout-out to this guy for the help when it comes to putting together a mock class because 95% <laughs> of what I'm doing is, uh, is based on his reporting. And I'm just filling in the last five with magic and fun. Uh, hey, so more recruiting, the better, T. Frank. I'm all for it. Uh, <laughs> one thing I'll just add to that, though, is Cam Seldon's like that other guy, too. So if they were to miss on Dakar, like getting one of those two is really important. You've watched a little bit of them uh, more than I have as far as like full film and all that. But to me, uh, Cam Seldon kind of fits that uh, as well. Yeah. Somebody else that might be in the article. <laughs> oh, all right. Did I run my mouth there? Sorry. It's all right. It's all anyway. right. I, I pull all of your premium stuff off the website and get, put it right here. So that's exactly right. Um, so Fair. last question here. Over under two and a half commitments from this weekend. What do you think uh, as far as that goes? Well, this weekend? Yes. Like, by like Tuesday? Definitely. Tuesday. I would have to go under. Yeah, I'd have to go under. Uh, I could see one. I, I don't. There's just nobody right now that's like, Okay, I got this guy circled. Like, for example, next weekend, King Mac comes here. I got him circled. Like, yep. he, I'm expecting him. If he doesn't commit immediately after, I'm expecting him to end up at Penn State. But there's nobody right now that I absolutely feel that for. I mean, Evan Link makes a lot of sense at some point. But he, we know he's going to take another visit. I mean, Musa Kane, we didn't hit on him. He has another visit scheduled. Yazid Haynes makes a lot of sense, too. But he's he's going to camp at Georgia and Tennessee. Like, those are pretty good programs. And he yeah. just busted off a 439. Like, yeah, I'd probably go camp in Georgia, too, <laughs> if I just ran a 439. Yeah. You know, like, yep. yeah, that's probably a good decision. I, I would say this. If I had to pick somebody that made a lot of sense, it'd be Corey Lucius, who, who you know, I hit on briefly there, but we didn't go into a lot of detail. He has a, two other official visits at the Boston College and Kansas. Like, Good programs, but come on. Yeah. I mean, he wants to play at Penn State. Yep. And, and if Penn State is willing to take him right now, 
Uh, I expect him to play here. It, the, the question is just you got Tamir and you got Tony coming here next weekend. And obviously those guys have been at the top of the board for the longest time. Can you take Corey right now before those guys visit? And if you did take him right now, would it hurt you with either of them? Right. So that's that's why I'm like, uh, does it make sense? I mean, you can get Lucius probably in July if you really, you know, I mean, I, I expect them to get him kind of whenever they really would want him uh, if if they decide to take him. So that's why it doesn't make sense there. You got others like Elliot Washington. He's committed to Alabama. I expect him to – the school I keep hearing there is Michigan State. Trayon Webb has another visit to South Carolina. So just mm-hmm. when I look all around the board, Lucius makes the most sense. And then Nelson doesn't have any other visit set. So that's, that's intriguing to me. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if somebody commits. That wouldn't surprise me. But to get three out of this weekend, that would surprise me. Now, with that said, we'll, and we'll talk about this next week, yeah. next weekend, the weekend after that, makes a little bit more sense, especially because you're getting to the end of June, right? This month yep. is all about seeing as many official visits as you can. Then you decide. Well, once you get closer to the end of June and especially early July, that's when the floodgates will open. Uh, it's good. I'm going to write all that down because that's going to determine my workload when it comes to T. Frank's film room. So that's good to know. Uh, one go. guy that, that you mentioned, and I want to move there next and, and spend a little time because uh, you talked to Elliot Washington. I think this is a fascinating situation with an Alabama commit that seems to be not all that committed to Alabama. Mm-hmm. So what's the situation there from what you've understood and, and some of the digging you've done on Washington with the relationship with his current school? Well, he's visiting, right? So right. there's something going on there. Um, I, I, I guess the, the thing that's interesting to me is will Alabama fight to keep him? That's the question that I can't get a great answer for, but the fact that he's visiting and the he's a legacy prospect too. His dad yeah. played at Alabama. So was that a commitment? That happened early on that, you know, because of his dad and some things, you know, they took him and now maybe they're they're backing off a little bit. I don't I don't know the answer to that. Elliot's an awesome kid. He hasn't really opened up about that. I've talked to Alabama people and, you know, they, they give me mixed feelings. Some some say, like, you know, I could still see him in the class and then others say, you know, maybe Alabama won't fight for him too hard. So I, I don't have a great feel. The fact that he's visiting tells me that, hey, there is clearly something going on there. I continue to hear that Michigan State is another school to watch. He has not put that out there publicly, but I would not be surprised if he takes an official visit to Michigan State here in the next two weeks. The last thing I'll say is that Terry Smith has been on Elliott since well before he committed uh, back in January to to Alabama. So this is a relationship that didn't just pop up overnight and you know start, start intriguing him. It goes back months, uh, well into the fall, I believe. So we'll see. Uh, but the fact that he's coming here, it tells me that something's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. It's a, so I'm just interested in from the Alabama perspective because looking at him, just just looking at his film, look at the first couple things that pop off film to me is he's a thick kid. He's 5'11", mm-hmm. 185. We have him listed at uh, 187 on the on three database. I wouldn't be surprised if he's 195 at this point. So uh, mm-hmm. is he going to grow out of being a corner, and does that change how Alabama feels? Uh, the other thing was how fast is he? Found out he ran a 10-7, 100-meter dash. So he's got good speed. Like, this is not a mm-hmm. guy that doesn't have good speed. But then the curiosity is, does he fit what they're looking for at the position? From their perspective, those are just my speculations about the issue. Then, of course, it could be from his perspective is something changing. But 66th mm-hmm. player in the nation, according to the on three rankings, a high four-star in the on three composite. He is uh, 103. So Penn State has the opportunity here to get a top 100 player at corner, which would be a huge upset given what you and I have talked about at that position. Mm-hmm. If you were to commit to the Nittany Lions of it has been wide open and also desolate because there's no firm leader right now at that position. So really interesting 
going into the summer months that Elliot Washington is emerging here. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about today as we're uh, rounding here um, into the end of the show? As far as like official visitors wise, I mean, Trey on Webb, what, what, everybody's been pegging Trey on Webb to end up in Florida. He took an official visit to Florida last week, and I was told that Florida certainly pushed hard to end that recruitment, and he didn't. So that yeah. that's intriguing to me. Uh, will he still end up there? Possibly. I mean, my colleagues still seem to think that's the that's the trajectory the trajectory that he is taking. So I uh, just wanted to mention that with Trayon. But for the most part, I think we, I think we hit on the guys that that really um, you know kind of stand out the most in this class and or in this in this visit weekend. Uh, but there is a little bit of other news, I guess, we can hit on here before we wrap up. Sure. Um, uh, where do you want to start? I'm going to let you. Well, because I wasn't sure if we were going to get into some of these things. So I wanted to let you choose here at the end. Uh, a couple of the things left on the rundown. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to hit on Tony Rojas and Tamir okay. Robinson. They're both Great. incredibly important players. Uh, to, I, I wrote a little while back that I think Brent Pry it has a real in with Tamir Robinson, one that we haven't talked about a lot. Uh, a lot, I mean, big reasons, just like uh, Virginia Tech doesn't have the recruiting kind of following that some of these other schools have. So I think it's kind of gone under the radar a bit. But mm-hmm. Tamir has kind of talked to me previously that he he was genuinely going to commit to Penn State when Brent Pry was here. Brent Pry leaves, and it kind of changed some things with that. You know, He's taken an official visit to Virginia Tech this weekend. He didn't really put that out there until a few days ago. Uh, every, I talked to Penn State sources, and they make it very clear that Maybe maybe Brent has a better relationship than anybody else out there. So let's see gotcha. how this goes. He just got back from Miami. Um, I, I I I I don't know the NIL stuff with Miami, but I expect Miami to give him some sort of NIL offer. I think he's a pretty important prospect for them. Uh, but I, I think Penn State's probably going to try something there too uh, with their collectives. I mean, he's an incredibly important player, and uh, I don't think Penn State's going to be as aggressive as some of these other schools with that, but. Yeah, I think they have to to try and do something here, and Tamir makes a makes a lot of sense from that perspective. Uh, and then Tony Rojas uh, cancels his Miami visit. There was some discussion about whether it would be rescheduled or not. Uh, he clarified with me yesterday that will not be rescheduled. Clemson has two guys right now who are committed but haven't announced yet. I'll keep the names uh, out there so they can have their fun. But uh, I get the impression that Clemson is pretty much done at linebacker. Now I did talk to some people down there yesterday, and they said that you know if Tony really wants to come to Clemson, it's going to be hard for them to turn him down. And of course they should, right? I mean, I think he'd be one of the best players in that class for them, but I get the impression that with the Miami visits get the, um, you know, canceled with Tony Rojas, you know, Clemson situation goes for a visit there. doesn't commit. It, it feels like Clemson and Miami are out of it. So now you got Georgia and Georgia's very much in the race here. We know they're going to be aggressive from NIL and all types of other things. So will the relationship for Penn state, went out over some other things uh you know i don't want to say george is cheating but nil and it just you don't know the what, complete what package is capable of. right the yeah complete yeah. sort of package versus yeah. the heart which seems to really be with penn state still it has been at least i, I thought so so we'll see what happens there uh but penn state's been on tony for the longest time i think from a relationship perspective they definitely have the in there uh, and, you know, we'll see. Uh, I would expect NILs from every school to be in contact with Tony and Tamir because they are both incredibly important prospects. So we will see. We will learn a lot more next weekend. And, you know, but even after Tony comes next weekend, he's still going to go to Georgia and we will learn a lot more after that visit as well. So be on the lookout. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Yes. $1 to sign up. 12 months of access. That hasn't changed. But what has changed 
is you're missing out on all kinds of information. We didn't touch on even half the things I had down here, including talking about uh, Derek Bowler, very interesting player at the receiver position, which you wrote about this week. So, again, mm -hmm. premium content, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Check that out. And coming up, I'm talking about receivers on Sunday and the evolution of the position, calling it the Goldilocks revolution. I'll explain why on Sunday. That'll do it to this week for the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Subscribe! Blue White Illustrated on YouTube. Subscribe on our podcast. Thanks for listening this week. We'll be back on Monday.